Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. NBC Network Television Premiere. You don't really know much about Halloween witchcraft. The last great one took place 3,000 years ago when the hills ran red. Halloween, the dead might be looking in. Stop it! The world's going to change tonight, Doctor. Happy Halloween. Halloween 3. Season of the Witch, The Night No One Comes Home, rated R, now playing at a theater near you. rabbit and red radio as always i am john spooky Rhodes, and with me is the dr loomis wannabe but he's not in michael j probably would have been a better film with him wow um see the text that you sent me before it said that it was winning you over and before you thought it was a pile of dog shit so, oh, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. I'm I'm intrigued. Uh, so uh, yeah, let's 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 get into our history with this one, Mike. I'm curious to actually hear yours because my history with it is incredibly short. Um, well, mine is kind of short too, I guess. Now, as I said, um, before Halloween Four came out in '88, obviously these were since I was exposed to them. You know, obviously, you know, when I was six, so I was younger. Um, I would rent, the first one was the house, the second one was the hospital, and these, this one was always known to me as the one with the masks that Myers was not in. And It explained everything! And when I was a kid, I was like, I really did not, I had no interest, I mean, I would rent it, and I would watch it, um, but it was the one that I would rent, like, the least, and I remember, like, when I would go to the video store and I would rent this, 
my 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 dad would always say to me um, when I would rent this one. He is like, I don't understand why you're renting this one. He's not in it. <laughs> this one is just about the masks. Why would you rent? It's like it's no. Um, and you know me being you know the young kid, I'd be like, well, Myers Loomis. I always like I always like that dynamic. That was I think what what really like I I always liked that. You know even the as a young that- kid. The fact that you had the monster and the 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 opposing good, right? You, you had the duality there. You know the the Dracula Van Helsing, right? And this one was just a bunch of masks with snakes and bugs and shit <laughs> like that. And it's just like it just didn't appeal to me as a kid. So I was like, mm, you know, mm, mm. so it was always like I was always more drawn into the first two. Um, I didn't really start to develop any sort of an appreciation for this one until, I want to say, maybe the later 90s. I want to say maybe when I was maybe a junior or a senior in high school. Oh, yeah? My my opinion on on the film kind of turned around. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, as for myself, uh, my history with this is incredibly short. Uh, as I said, I was, I was late getting into the Halloween franchise as, I don't know, I just, I felt loyalty to Friday the 13th and I never really got into it. Um, but when I did later, I avoided this one because this one was universally hated and it didn't even feature the franchise killer. So I just flat out avoided it. Well, it did in a bar briefly. Uh, it doesn't count. And then it still uh, does, but okay. Michael, you actually challenged me to watch this. So oh God, what two years ago? I think now. Well, yeah, right, it had to be because two years you ago. were right because you were just dead set on hating it. So, and I, I no, I just never had any interest in watching it. Right, and you challenged me to do so, so I did. And that was the and first time you saw the film, correct? First time, two years ago. Yeah. First time I'd ever seen it. Right. I fucking hated it. Yeah, I remember I, you were you you were dead set, you know, against it. But you know, I absolutely hated it. Yes. Think of it this way, though. Think of it if if it was actually better received. Like now, it has kind of like a following, and you know, there is some love for it. But think of in 1982, if it did kind of you know hit it off, so to speak. And you got that anthology Halloween film every year. A different type of film about the holiday that's centered on the holiday. The concept I love. If they would have been of this quality, I I wouldn't have. I mean, if, if I would have been a teenager and able to go see this in 1982. Right. Man, when this fucker ended... I I would have been cursing. I would have thrown popcorn in people's faces. Would you have walked out of the theater before the film even ended? I maybe. Because when you realized that Myers wasn't in it, do you think that that would have had so much of a negative effect on you that you would have said fuck this cuz you know you like to say fuck all the time. You would have been like fuck this, I'm out. I no. I I would have probably been very confused. Um, because they, they did keep it under wraps, which was a horrible move on their part. Um, 
But no, even coming to it later in life with the full knowledge, I just didn't like the movie. It had nothing to do with the fact that it excluded Michael. It just, I didn't like the movie. You didn't like Ellie Grimbridge at all? Uh, well, let's, let, let, let's hold off on all that, and we'll actually see if my opinion has changed at all. Because this is my second viewing of the film. Because last year when I, I uh, ran through the entire franchise, just, just for fun, mm-hmm. I skipped it. Oh, you did, so you didn't even watch it then? No, I skipped it. Wow. That's so unlike you. Uh, no, not really, because I skip uh, Jason X all the time. Yeah, that that's just blasphemy right there. You can't be a true Halloween fan without it. A true Halloween fan I mean, fan a true Jason Friday the 13th X, huh? fan, my Wow, fault. Mike. We're, we're on the ball tonight. <laughs> yeah, that's my fault. That's my bad. <laughs> All right. Uh, I will kick us off with our... I'm sorry, do you need to make a, a phone call real quick, Mike? No, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Somebody okay. else had answered it, yes. <laughs> I'm going to kick us off with our, our, our bullshit. So, 1982, yes. Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Yes. I think this should have really just been Season of the Witch, semicolon, Halloween. Yeah, I think, you know what? Honestly. In, I think it would have been better received. I, I kind of agree with you. Because as I said, that you know, with marketing, they did kind of keep it under wraps. They never really let people know that this wasn't a Michael film. So. Or just call it Halloween Season of the Witch. Don't call it Halloween 3. Call it Halloween Season of the Witch. I think lead with Season of the Witch is a better way to go. But... Mm. Anyway, uh, here we go. Kids all over America want Silver Shamrock Mass for Halloween. Yes, Silver Shamrock Novelties. Dr. Dan Chalice seeks to uncover a plot by Silver Shamrock owner. Connell Cochran. Connell Cochran. Wow, that's a that's a shitty synopsis right there. And the only person that matters starring in this is uh, Tom Atkins. Stacy Nelkin. Don't care. And uh, directed by some asshole. Tommy Lee Wallace. Yeah, he can go fuck himself. He appeared on 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 Rabbit and Red back in the day. Uh, get him again because I would love to tell him how he ruined this film. I disagree. Um, well, first of all, you know that the film was originally, in t- you know, intended to be a much darker film, um, written by an entirely different. Um, I think Nigel Neal. Right, Nigel Neal and yes. uh, Joe Dante. I didn't even realize of uh, Dante's involvement. Yeah, Joe Dante was set to direct. It was going to be him, and the script was written. And then Dante pulled out, at which time uh, Carpenter decided, you know, well, I'm going to rewrite the script. So Carpenter rewrote Nigel's script. And they ended up and They couldn't even get the same director from part two, so they went down the rung to, uh, what's his name again? Tommy Lee Wallace. Yeah, that's right, the asshole. The asshole. And uh, he decides, you know what, John Carpenter. That's a guy that doesn't really know what he's doing. And this this uh, Nigel guy, the, the award-winning author, he doesn't really know what he's doing. I'm going to write this script. So he rewrote Carpenter's rewrite. And this 
is what we end up with. You're right. I personally, yeah. mm-hmm. I've actually searched the internet yes. the other night trying to see if there was any version of Nigel's script out there. I couldn't find it. Right. I would love to read what was originally proposed because he actually sued the company to get his name pulled from this after he saw it. Oh, so it was on the film. Yeah, he sued them to get his name taken off after he's seen the film. Really? Yes. Now imagine if you owned a print of the film with his name attached. It was probably like the the very first finished work print, or not even a work print, but the very first one that everyone kind of gets to see. So. Yeah. Well, that is the work print. Well, the work print's not finished. Well, yeah. Eh, whatever. So, either way, he saw it and sued them to get his name taken off, which, kudos to him. Yes. Big kudos. So. So you're, like, totally... Well, it sounds right now to me that you are still totally against this. uh, this I'm not totally against it. My my opinion has improved. Wow. Because well, I'm because, not seeing it or hearing it. Because last time when you challenged me to watch it, I'm pretty sure I rated it a fuck this film, which is lower than one. Right. I, I refuse to even rate it just saying fuck this film. Right. I've now given it a rating. Oh, okay. So, so it, it, it has moved up. It has moved up enough that I consider it worthy of a rating. I think before I was just so upset and disappointed, I I just couldn't grasp it. So it was nice coming in with uh, uh, lowered expectations, I guess would be the correct term. Okay, so you think that that's what really did it for you this time, is the fact that you did have a lot lower expectations of it this time. I knew what was coming, you know, and ugh. okay, let's let's just get into it, Mike, because we kick things off with uh, another pumpkin, right? And but this is more of the the computer uh, generated. Yeah. I I think that this is trying to take it into a um, you know um, the scientific or uh, you know kind of like the 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 trendy like uh, tech technological uh, phase. Wow, that was uh, that was horrible, Mike. Uh, it's simply to foreshadow. It's simply just to foreshadow the the role that computers and technology play in it later in the film. Which you know, it's a nice way of paying homage to part one and two, and in keeping the 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 trend going. So I'll give it to him. Um, I would have appreciated. Uh, some good music over it instead of the simple. But that's Carpenter. He's a genius. Uh, no, 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 no. If if you notice, the first one was scored by Carpenter. Yeah. Part two was scored by Carpenter and Alan Howarth. I know. No, 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 no. He didn't get the width yet. He didn't get the width yet. Okay. In association with Alan Howarth. Yes, yes. That was that was two. Yeah. This one was straight up with. It was a partnership. Right. So. <sighs> um. 
And you think it was a bad partnership from the get-go. I'm not saying it was bad. I'm thinking Carpenter needed more influence or he just didn't give a shit at this point in time. Well, do you think that because of the issues with with writing the film or whatever else was going on with the film that maybe you get to a point where you're just like, eh, nah, I don't really care. I, I really think he was distancing himself and just did not care anymore. He started this franchise. Uh, they wanted him to do two, but he distanced himself. He agreed to write it, blah, blah, blah. Right. Because he was doing what at that point in time, uh, Escape from New York, right? Uh, I, this was, well, oh yeah, it came out in 82, so yeah, he's probably do, involved with that. Yeah. Right. So he, he was really trying to take his career into a new direction, so I, I kind of see him withdrawing more and more from this. I mean, that's, he did rewrite it, but he got rewritten, um, he didn't even do the score, he did that as a partnership, so you can see that he's withdrawing more and more from the project. Right. Uh... But right off, this opens up with a man, and we get the title card of when it is, and he's just fleeing from a car, right? Well, yeah. He makes it to, well, no, 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 I can't even say he makes it. He hides out in a junkyard, I think. Okay. He gets attacked by a man in a suit. Right, Dick Warlock, I believe. And he pulls... He's able to pull the block out from under another car, and it gently rolls into the man and kills him. Hey! <laughs> Which... <laughs> Anton okay. Yelchin! Oh, not too soon. I Good job, Mike. <clears throat> good reference. You, you finally made it funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, he's able to an- Anton Yelchin, the guy, mm-hmm. and gets away. So, good on him. Uh, he gets to the gas station, you know... It kind of passes out, and the the gas attendant, I guess he just decides to shut down the station, take the guy to the hospital, which makes him a really good Samaritan, but kind of a, a shitty uh, fucking business owner would you or employee. What would you have done? I would have fucking called somebody to come get him. Yeah, but then in the time that you waited for somebody to show up, he could have died. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Anyway, he uh, gets to the hospital, and uh, is this Tom Atkins' introduction, or did we already meet him in the film? No, this is the introduction you have. Okay. Yeah. All right, so we're introduced to Tom Atkins, and Tom Atkins, you know, saves the man's life, blah, 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 and... He's super doctor. He he goes to sleep in the doctor's lounge, mm-hmm. which, you know, that's kind of a shitty doctor's lounge. Anyway. Well, doctors sleep in there. That's what happens when they have long shifts. Yeah, there'd actually be a bed in there, not a couch. Really? Yeah. Anyway. I not think um, so. But this was the 80s. I think there'd be a bed in there now, but maybe not in the 80s. Eh. Anyway, he goes there after sexually assaulting the nurse. She'd be part of me, too, now, if... It took place today. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, another man in a suit shows up, and I think he 
he's smother he's smothering the guy. Yeah, right? he's got his great. hand over his mouth, mm-hmm. shoves his fingers mm-hmm. into his eyes, and then I believe breaks his skull. I don't know. I don't think you can break a skull with just you, your you, fingers. I he's he's a robot. He probably yeah, can. Uh, anyway, he breaks the guy's skull, and then as he's leaving, you know, the nurse sees the dead patient, starts freaking out. Tom Atkins comes running, and he chases the guy. Good on him. And the guy just goes to his car, pours gasoline all over himself, and then lights him up. And apparently robots are explosive because when he's on fire, Mm -hmm. the entire car bursts into a giant fucking fireball. Just boom. Yeah, that was good shit. Yep. That was fucking stupid. Um, but here's where it actually started to win me over. And I'll tell you why. Okay. Because Tom Atkins, when he's allowed to act and not forced to do stupid shit, mm-hmm. fucking killed it here. When he's acting all traumatized and loyal to his hospital and just trying to figure out what's going on, he's amazing. For that 10, 15 minutes of this film... He's fucking fantastic. And then after that, it goes shit again, is what you're saying. Kind of, yeah. Oh, boy. Um, the daughter shows up, and, you know, they they talk, and I, I like how it's played. You know, all that plays out fine. Do you like the daughter? Eh, she's okay. Would you fuck her? I'm sure you would. Well, that's kind of inconsequential to our review now, isn't it, Michael? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, we then jump ahead yeah. to find uh, Tom Atkins I'm not even calling him Dr. Chalice whatever. Yep, Dr. Chalice he's, he's Tom Atkins Tom Atkins at the bar and Ellie shows up the man's daughter yep. because people at the hospital said he, she'd be able to find him at the bar yeah. This shows a lot about his character right there. I mean, if somebody went to my work and was just like, oh, I need to find John. Where can I find him at? This bar. Yeah. He's always there. That That's fucking bad, man. It could be. So we now understand that he's a raging alcoholic. He's not really a raging alcoholic. He likes to get his drink on. If the place you're told to go to is a bar... If you can locate him there at any time that he's not at work, he's an alcoholic. Well, I mean, you know, he's divorced. He's dealing with not being able to live under the same roof, you know, with his kids. Oh, yeah, he seems real broken up about it. His he, tries wife, to give his, he tries to give his kids a, a present, and they don't want it because it's a shitty present. Yeah. And his wife's nagging, which, you know, well, I yeah, get she's, it. she's a bitch, and that, that's why he has to go to the bar to drown out her, her nagging. Fair enough. So then this girl mentions that she's going to go investigate, and for some unknown reason that makes zero sense, mm-hmm. he decides he's going to tag along with her. Right. Because the plot needs him to. Okay. Still Which not, is a huge fault. I disagree. Still not. There's, um, there's nothing said. There's no reason. Like, you could have had some dialogue it's implied, that convinces him to go. It's implied because 
she is romantically interested in him. So oh, it is okay. implied that the relationship to develop has to continue down that road. Yeah, so basically, he calls his wife up and says that he's going to bail on taking his kids trick-or-treating. Yeah. Or, no, 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 they can't come stay with him. Yeah. And he promises to be home to take them trick-or-treating. That's what it is. Yeah. So he's blowing off spending time with his kids. So he can save the fucking world. It's perfectly legit. Yeah, he, he has no idea what he's doing. So he blows off spending time with his kids, grabs a fucking six-pack, and then takes off with this girl. This guy's an asshole. I no longer like him as a character. <laughs> I disagree. He is a fucking badass. No. No. A fucking badass would have been doing this on his own. This guy was just sitting around at a bar perfectly content to spend out his life. She comes along, and he's like, eh, all right. I got nothing else to do. Oh, yeah, my kids. I was supposed to spend time with them. Fuck them. <laughs> Oh, this nagging ex-wife of mine. Oh, she's always saying you were going to do this, you were going to do that, but I had drinking to do. Fucking Miller time, bitch. Yep, that's it. So he takes off with this bitch, and they end up going to the town where Silver Shamrock is from. Right, Santa Mira, yep. Yeah, because that's an Irish name. It sounds it. Oh my god. So, they scope out the town and realize the smart play is to pose as buyers, go investigate the factory, blah, blah, blah. So, they get a hotel room, and then the woman coyly proposes to have sex with him. Ah. And again, I'm just left scratching my head because that's fucking stupid. Where do you want me to sleep, Miss Grimbridge? Where do you want me to sleep, Dr. Chalice? Yeah, it's where do you want to sleep, Dr. Chalice? Well, that's a dumb question, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, my God. Certainly no. Tommy Lee Wallace should go back to writing porn. I don't think he ever wrote porn. Well, it seems like it right here. Because this is fucking horrible. Whatever Carpenter wrote should have been left there. Because I guarantee it was better than that. Do you think they had sex in Carpenter's draft? Probably. But I bet it made sense. Anyway. So they they fuck because, you know, they've known each other for a day. Yeah. Perfectly perfectly logical. Go ahead. You know, Tom Atkins is probably drunk. And she's mourning her father and stupid, I guess. She wants to feel again. And he wants to feel her. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Basically, this drunk alcoholic asshole. <laughs> okay, a drunk alcoholic uh, we'll, we'll asshole. Wait. We'll wait. I got it. Oh, okay. You gonna, you gonna click it again? I think this is gonna be the theme for Halloween. Is yeah. how many phone calls can we get? Oh, could be. All right, anyway, uh, the drunk alcoholic asshole just decided that, you know, he'd rather try and take advantage of this girl than spend time with his family. Right. Uh, So then we also, sorry, we've also now met uh, a man and his family and a disgruntled woman, and we're all going to the factory. We all converge at the hotel at the exact same time. Yep. Blankenship. 
Uh, so after, well, no, no, while they're fucking, yes, the the woman decides to mess around with uh, the the mask. Well, it's not the mask. It's it's the, the fucking the, the thing emblem. on the back of it. Yes. Yeah. The tag, so, she's, so to speak. Yeah, the tag, so to speak, the emblem, whatever you call it, the silver shamrock. She's messing right. around with it. Right. Um, it's early, so I forgive her for not realizing that that's a microchip. Probably right. not common knowledge back then. Right. But somehow this laser, or this this laser, <laughs> this microchip fires a laser into her face. Mm-hmm. Kills her, and we have a bee coming out of her well, not her mouth, the plastic dummy's mouth. You think that's a plastic dummy? I didn't think it was a plastic dummy. Oh my god, that was so obviously I thought just it was, a plastic mold. I thought it was very realistic. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, they finally stopped fucking to realize that they're carting out her corpse. Mm. And uh, Yeah, but she's Connell... not dead. She's being taken to the no, hospital for the best possible care. Yeah, Connell Cochran shows up to kind of smooth things over, and uh, yeah, that's that. They then decide to go to uh, the factory. They realize their dad's shipment or her father's shipment was received. Yes, and all's fine. But in the process of leaving, right, the family that we'd met before is getting a free tour of the factory. Now, for no known reason the man decides the husband decides to invite them along too not even connell because he seems a little reluctant but then he goes with it mm-hmm. no this guy's just like hey how about my friends here come too what you just fucking met them literally this is the second time totally that you've logical, met anyone though. here it's just a friendly person he's being friendly Ed, people no. can be friendly now, They're see, not like you living in the backwoods. They can be friendly. Now, 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 see if there would have been a scene of Tom Atkins and the father at the bar actually becoming friends. I could see that. There I could go with that. There probably is a scene that was cut for running time. No, Tommy Lee Wallace was like, we don't need this. Why do they need to know each other? More fucking. Well, so they, they go on the tour. And uh, I have to admit, these masks actually look kind of cool. I actually like them when they're not through the finalizing process. I think they looked a little cooler there before they were finalized, quote, unquote. Yes. You don't want Um, the finalized mask, no. No, actually, they're like the the finalized ones look darker. I guess it's just a sealing process that makes them look darker. But anyway. um, Uh. Tom Atkins and Ellie decide they're going to leave the tour because apparently it goes on for a few more hours. Right. We'll find that out later. Right. And in the process of leaving, she sees her father's car. She wanders off to confirm this, and but is confronted by uh, a several men in suits. Right. And they just decide to fuck off. Basically. Uh, They're going to fuck. Probably. I don't know. Do you know. think that that would have added to the enjoyment if they did start fucking? No. No. Like, what if they went into the, 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 the room or the area where their the masks are finalized and they like, kind basically, of Basically, you're, you're asking if the porn version of this would be better. 
And you would probably answer yes. Depending. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's likely. Um, so they go back I'll to the hotel. I'll finalize you. And uh, I'll finalize that pussy. That's what it does. And uh, he's finalizing. <laughs> Daniel Chalice is finalizing Grimridge's pussy. I don't even remember what happens from here. Um, something happens. Uh, That's great. Oh, no. Tom Atkins goes to make a phone call to a woman that we've left out because this serves no Oh, I, I can I can already guess your rating. Um, no, he, he calls the, um, the person who is kind of like the medical examiner that was, like, investigating he, the... He's stringing along. Right. Well, because he wants something from her, so obviously he's going to string her along. That's what guys do. Um... And he comes back, and Ellie's gone. The The door's open. Turns around. There's several men in suits there. Yeah. And he runs off. He makes it back to the factory. And uh, is captured. And Connell Cochran decides that he's now a Bond villain and tells him his whole fucking plan. Right. Instead of just fucking killing him. Instead of just having one of his robots rip his head off, which we've already seen, having him rip his skull apart, which we've already seen, punching through him, no, no, I'm just going to monologue about my entire fucking idea and then leave you sitting here for two fucking hours. His plot was to leave him in that room for two fucking hours until the special came on. Well... Uh, talking this through, my rating has gone down. <laughs> well, see, now you might not even be in that rating category anymore. Now you might be back. No, no I rating. still am. I still am. I'm going to guess it. Uh, you can guess when we get there. But Tom Atkins is, is able to escape, gets up into the air ducts. Uh, he rescues Ellie. And uh, I forgot, while, while Connell was monologuing he allowed tom atkins to watch as we get the 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 grand scheme here anyone wearing a mask and sees the special commercial their head collapses and bugs and snakes come out and kill anyone that's around yeah and i believe the novelization of halloween 3 goes more in depth with the um kills and actually I heard a rumor, I don't know how true it is, but I hear that the novelization of Halloween 3 is, um, you know, holds a little bit more of the, the Nigel Neal story. I've I've heard that too, and I'm actually a little curious. Actually, I would love to get all the novelizations from Halloween, but yes. that's expensive. Uh, yes, it is. Uh, well, you can get the new novelization for Halloween 2018 that comes out on the 23rd. Meh. We'll talk about as to if I'm interested or not when we review that one. Yes. But uh, for now, uh, Tom Atkins turns on that special after he escapes. Yes. Takes a box full of the silver shamrock pins, runs up to the scaffolding and dumps them all down. They explode and kill everyone around except Connell. Everyone in, in the entire fucking room except Connell. 
And then him and Ellie decide to fuck off, and for some reason, uh, we skipped this part because, God, this is such an important part to the story, and oof. There's a stone from Stonehenge. Oh, jeez. Yes, yeah, yes. You're you're loving this. I I know. Yes, a stone from Stonehenge is there. Because this is the same thing you had a problem with before. I remember, and I thought that you were going to be okay with it, but at this point, um, uh, they're, they're taking chips from it and they're putting in the microchip, and that's powering it up and allowing them this sorcery. Okay, fair enough. I can I can kind of go with that. But right here, for whatever reason, the computers start glowing. Yeah. And the stone from Stonehenge start glowing. And then they shoot a beam of light together, meeting Connell in the middle, and he turns to nothing. He just kind of turns. It looks like he turns to stone. Yeah. And then he just disappears. Yeah. Okay. Again, perfectly logical. Right, right. Yeah, and uh, I forgot to mention that Connell is a uh, uh, thousand-year-old witch. Um, um, probably a couple thousand-year-old witch. But anyway, uh, they escape. Ellie is a robot, and uh, Tom Atkins kills her. And instead of getting back in the car and driving off, he runs off, leaving the perfectly good car there. Makes it to the gas station and frantically makes a phone call begging the stations to take the the special commercial off and we end with the cliffhanger not knowing whether he was successful or not right uh do you you went first last time right yes correct with your I final did. thoughts yeah. okay so uh i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna go first this time then this movie's fucking stupid. Um, like I, I, we discussed beforehand the idea of the anthology and whatnot. I love that idea. I, I think that that has great potential. But when you try and jumpstart something like that with this, that that's destined to fail. I mean, this is made for TV level. Um, there's plot holes. That not even semi trucks, fucking aircraft carriers are going through. Um, robots left and right, inconsistencies. Apparently they can explode, but you can punch your fists through them. Uh, they're super. Str- I, uh, nothing about this made logical sense. Uh, our lead character is an asshole. He's a really good actor, but he's given shit to do. And that's unfortunate. Uh, I don't. I really don't see what people enjoy in this film. I don't see what people praise about it. I I know that more and more people have got onto it. My problem has nothing to do with the fact that Michael's not in this. That that's not my problem at all. My problem is the fact that the quality of this film is horrible, horrible. The writing is atrocious. Uh. The plot is moronic. This is something that I would expect to see on sci-fi. Not in the theater as Halloween 3. Right. Tom Atkins is great in this. Don't get me wrong there. He's great. He's just... He's he's great in a shit movie. 
and you blame the writing. I, on I that, did right? text you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And the direction. You the think if Tommy Lee Wallace was not involved, this would have been a better film? Yes, absolutely. Because he rewrote it and he directed it. And just within, I don't know, five minutes of watching this, yeah. I I knew that this was an amateur director. And I looked it up. Yeah, this was his first film directing. Yeah, He's not good directing this. I don't think he should have wrote it. I don't think he should have directed it. Right. Um, and, and a lot of his first, his inexperience really shows here. Right. And this film suffers horribly for it. Uh, Tom Atkins, when we're given those emotional beats with him and the film slows down a little bit and it actually makes sense, mm -hmm. it was winning me over. I was paying attention to it. I was riveted. And then and Tom Atkins turns into an asshole with no logic whatsoever. And it's just insanity happens afterwards right um and i had rated this two stars yeah. but talking it through and realizing just how moronic this film is mm -hmm. it's one and a half tom atkins Ooh. is great but man this thing is fucking stupid mm -hmm. wow um i'm gonna probably be higher than you um, overall, like I said, as a child, I thought it was the dumbest thing. I hated it. It was stupid. I didn't get it because I was younger and I didn't understand. Um, now as I've gotten older, I've, I have a fondness and a certain respect for it. So... <laughs> How can you respect this? Because it's, because it's a good film. And, um... <laughs> and I aspire to make films... It's like saying Sharknado's a good film. It is in some levels from what I understand. But, and I aspire to make films of this caliber, and I hope to um, one day do so. Um, oh, that's pretty easy, Mike. I'm I'm gonna give you it. You have a four-year-old write a script, yeah, and break out your fucking phone and just film away, man, and make sure make sure you reference a far superior film at least twice. Um, well, I think I'm going to I'm gonna give this one. Not gonna give it. A million out of a million, or a five out of five, I will give this one a four out of five. This is nowhere near. It, it loses a point. It loses a point. Um, only because of the absence of Donald. I mean, I could see if you went three, I, just for pure enjoyment. I get that. I, I, I can totally get. It is an very. It is very enjoyable. It's a very enjoyable and I film. can see if you just shut your brain off and set back and let the stupidity play out before you yeah. i can get that well i shut I, my brain off you know as a habit many many times during the day so that's true but i i can't i can't do it man i cannot get into this film i th i just think it's so fucking stupid that's disappointing i mean it has a strong uh invasion of the body snatchers for the third act vibe right and i i don't know I, I really want to know what Nigel's script was like. Right. I really would love to read that because unless Carpenter and Tommy added that, I, I have a feeling that's a lot more what the script was. Right. And that could have been great. Mm -hmm. But 
This feels to me like a last-minute change. Like, they were fucking set to go. You have Joe Dante, Nigel, and then all of a sudden, Joe Dante is just like, meh, no, I'm going to go do something else. Fuck, we're set to film next month. Ah, oh, shit, this is going to cost too much. Uh, Carpenter, rewrite it. Okay. Ah, uh, fuck, who was the grip on part one? Mm. Yeah, that asshole that scratched his ass the whole time and we had to cut out of a couple shots because he was there. Tommy. Yeah, Tommy. He can direct it. He'll direct it for scale. Wow. It, that's what it feels like, man. It feels like it was a last minute, shit, this film needs done. Who can we get right fucking now to direct this? Right. And this film fucking suffers so much because of that. And I dare you to look at Tommy Lee Wallace's, you know, directing career and tell me a great film he made. Yeah, he kind of fell ass backwards into it, but much past that, man. Fright Night 2? I wouldn't say it's great. It's far superior to this. At least it makes sense. I... 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 I think craft services just had a plate of cocaine and hard drugs out. Like, there was no food. Well, you shouldn't feel too bad because we're getting to the return of Michael Myers. Thank God. Because I'm, like, I'm so just even talking about, like, I was fine with it when I watched it and everything, but having to sit here and actually talk it through yeah. i'm getting a little upset with this film <laughs> you hate it i it is my i you'll I'm, never I watch it again it. no probably not i i i have no reason to no um i'm actually greatly looking forward to four so uh i hope all you guys join us for the return of michael myers with halloween four turn and, it off uh, turn it off and that's the best advice right there. When this one comes on, just turn it off.
getting late. I could use a drink. <gasps> that was horrible. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton.